this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day, this is Dennis Estopase and welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. For today's podcast, we talk to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas who wrote the Broader Look story titled Mechanization Moves Agriculture Sector Slow But Sure to Modern Farming, which was published on January 7, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Broader Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. So good day, Jasper. For our listeners' information, please tell us how long you have been covering the agriculture beat, what this beat is all about. Good day to our listeners. I am Jasper Emanuel Y. Arcalas, the Business Mirror's agriculture reporter for the past four years and a half now. Uh, the agriculture beat essentially includes the country's farming sector, which is the primary food production system, the country's food trade, the government's policies and programs that affect the Filipino farmers, among others. For this story titled, Mechanization Moves Agriculture Sector Slow But Sure to Modern Farming, you zoomed in on Samson Velasco, a farmer. Please tell us some things about Mr. Velasco. Samson Velasco is a farmer in Gerona, Tarlac, which is about 152 kilometers north of Manila. He is also the president of the Climate Resilient Farmers of Sembrano, one of the thousands of farmers' cooperatives and associations, or FCAs, that are benefiting from the government's rice competitiveness enhancement program. Blasco told us that their cooperative was endorsed by the Municipal Agriculture's Office for being one of the most active groups in their area. Blasco's cooperative was the lone RCEP beneficiary in their municipality. He told the Business Mirror that their hard work finally paid off. How so? Apparently, they persistently requested machinery from the Office of the Provincial Agriculturist every year, but to no avail, until 2019, which could be considered fortuitous for Velasco and their cooperative. It was the year when the Philippines decided to deregulate its rice industry and offered farmers a comprehensive farm support. In June, in the middle of a pandemic, Velasco's hope became a reality. 5 million pesos worth of farm machinery granted to their cooperative. So this was done through the Rice Competitiveness Enhancement Program or RCEP. Can you please explain the RCEP? Mm-hmm. Under the 6-year 10 billion peso annual Rice Competitiveness Enhancement Fund, qualified FCAs like Velasco's Cooperative and local government units may be given free machinery by the government. The RCEP is funded by the Rice Competitiveness Enhancement Fund that was created by the Rice Trade Liberalization Law, which was enacted in March 2019 and deregulated the country's rice industry. Under the law, half of the annual RCEP will be spent for free machinery, while 3 billion pesos would be used for the provision of high-quality inbred rice seeds. The remaining 2 billion pesos would be divided into extension services and easy access credit facilities. The mechanization component of the RCEP is being spearheaded and implemented by the Philippine Center for Post-Harvest Development and Mechanization, or PhilMEC, which is an attached agency of the Department of Agriculture. 
the marking of the annual 5 billion peso fund for rice mechanization is a big leap from the usual small share funds for fund distribution in the government's annual rice program, which is at least 7 billion pesos. Indeed, the modernization of the farm sector from using carabaos to machines have been a dream for many farmers for more than several decades. How is it now from the point of view of government? Mm-hmm. The insignificant amount of budget allocated for farm machinery distribution in the past has been identified as one of the culprits for the sector's low mechanization level and adoption of machinery by farmers. Industry players and experts have noted that the current machinery distribution tack is perhaps one of, if not the most aggressive and comprehensive rice mechanization program that the government is pursuing. No less than Agriculture Secretary William Dar has emphasized that mechanization is key in paving the way for the agriculture sector's modernization and industrialization. Modernization and industrialization are two of the eight paradigms of Dar's second term in office to level up, quote-unquote, level up Philippine agriculture. This is the second term of Secretary Dar, right? Uh, yes, sir. This is uh, his second term because uh, Secretary Dar first served as an agriculture chief for a year in 1998 during the Estrada administration. Continue, please. Mm-hmm. Secretary Dar, in several pronouncements, has vowed to continue to boost farm mechanization to reduce production costs, to enable farmers to produce more harvests, earn bigger incomes, and subsequently compete at least with their counterparts in Southeast Asia. Uh, Dar has noted that the Philippine agriculture must be mechanized to at least four horsepower per hectare. What are the numbers in relation to horsepower per hectare? Mm-hmm. Based on the latest government estimates, the country's average farm mechanization level is at 1.23 horsepower per hectare. This figure appears pitiful if compared to Japan's 7 horsepower per hectare, South Korea's 4.11 horsepower per hectare, and China's 4.1 horsepower per hectare. For rice mechanization alone, the country's average is at 2.31 horsepower per hectare. Were there assessments of past government modernization programs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul Montemayor of the Federation of Free Farmers explained to the Business Mirror that budget constraints and programming were also culprits of slow mechanization in the country despite existing laws promoting modernization and industrialization of farms. Uh, he told the Business Mirror that uh, laws are all principles but it did not have the required implementation. Uh, he added that uh, the, fro- the profile of interventions of the DA did not change much in the past decade. It's one and the same with its annual Tier and war, Tier 1 and Tier 2 funds. He also pointed out that earlier farm mechanization programs of the government had a bad reputation because it did not have a sound monitoring and evaluation system to ensure that the machines are being used properly. He explained that some of the machines that were distributed are now idle with some being sold by farmers due to, lock up, due to lack of proper policy support for farmer beneficiaries. But I believe the modernization tax has been a target even before the RCEP, right? Mm-hmm. Based on interviews with the industry players and government officials, the government's nationwide farm mechanization drive started in early 2011. But uh, the government has been pursuing farm mechanization as early as 1960s, uh, alongside the Green Revolution. But the nationwide um, drive started only in the 2010s. However, the share funds for farm distribution in the government's annual rice program of the Department of Agriculture 
is not that significant. The fund for free farm machinery did not increase so much as well over the years due to fragmented and small landholding situation of farmers, which may defeat the purpose of the program to achieve economies of scale. Filmec Applied Communications Division Chief Aldrin Badwa told us that the cost of a four-wheel tractor, for example, is about 1 million pesos, which is not advisable for small-scale farming. Our farmers right now uh, have own a average land of about 0 0.5 hectares. It's, it's less than one hectare. Uh, according also to Mr. Badwa, farmers are better off with hand tractors, which range from 60,000 pesos to 120,000 pesos. Why mechanize? Mm -hmm. A higher mechanization level would mean that more farmers have adopted the use of machines that experts pointed out could lead to more efficient farming, resulting in higher yield and reduced production costs. The Philippines has a low adoption rate for four-wheel tractors, Mechanical, mechanical transplanters, and combined harvesters. These are based on government documents that we obtained. Uh, this means planting and harvesting remains manually performed. The same is observed in terms of drying at the farmer's level since majority of Filipino farmers still opt to dry rice on the roadside, baking over hand-woven mats under the sand. However, the adoption rate in the use of actual treasures and two-wheel tractors or hand tractors is high, indicating, indicating prevalence of small machines nationwide. Uh, due to the low machine adoption rate, Filipino farmers are spending 4.53 pesos per kilogram for farm labor or about 36% of their total average cost to produce one kilogram of palay, which is about 12.41 pesos at the uh, base on a 2016 benchmark. This is more than triple than the 1.3 pesos per kilogram and 1.02 pesos per kilogram that farmers in Thailand and Vietnam spend for farm labor respectively. A 2016 analysis made by the government experts showed that the Philippines is one of the most labor-intensive rice-producing countries at a Monday-per-hectare basis which refers to the amount of labor they spend. So it is more efficient to use machines than carabaos? Of course, yes, sir. Because uh, with the rising labor costs over the years brought about by the better work opportunities for farm workers, it has become more necessary to use machi machines in farming practices. Latest Philippine Statistics Authority data showed that the average cost of Filipino farmers to produce a kilogram of palay in 2019 decreased to 11.63 pesos per kilogram compared to the 12.32 pesos recorded in 2018. Lowest overall costs were observed due to the reduction in the expenditure of farmers for seeds, which is being attributed by pundits to the free seeds distributed by the government under the RCEP last year. However, the latest figures also showed that labor costs continue to increase. In hired labor costs, in hired labor cash costs alone, farmers spent an average of 10,289 pesos per hectare last year compared to 9,826 pesos per hectare in 2018. The DA said it hopes that the six-year RCEP would reduce the country's average rice production cost to about 8 pesos per kilogram, with each component contributing a peso reduction.
based on government documents obtained by the Business Mirror, the farm mechanization component program of the RCEP could reduce production costs of farmer beneficiaries by 2 pesos per kilogram to 3 pesos per kilogram while cutting their post-harvest losses by 3% to 5%. The, the documents also showed that the government is eyeing to increase the profit margin for farmer beneficiaries under RCEP by 5% starting 2021, with 85% of machinery facility users having greater income at 2,000 pesos per hectare to 3,000 pesos per hectare compared to non-users. So did RCEP deliver? Like new laws enacted or programs implemented, the RCEP was not spared from so-called birth pains. As early as before the RTL was passed, industry groups have expressed apprehensions over Filmex's lack of capacity and manpower to absorb a 5 billion peso annual fund and to conduct series of procurements and distribute thousands of machines. Some critics point to Filmex as, an, as only an extension in a research agency. Were the criticisms justified? Some of the critics were proven right. Uh, Filmic faced setbacks and challenges in conducting biddings for the machines. This resulted to delays in interventions for qualified and identified beneficiaries. We have to take note that timing is crucial in distributing farm machinery since farmers follow a strict cropping calendar. For example, if a transplanter or tractor arrives after farmers have planted their rice seeds, then they would only be able to use these machines only after three months to six months. Sources told the Business Mirror that Filmec uh, has undertaken that government officials went back and forth in finalizing rules and guidelines over RCEP's mechanization component to prevent the mistakes of the past from happening again. One of these is the inclusion of a global positioning system unit in machines to be procured and distributed to help the government to monitor and evaluate the status of the machinery. What was the cause of the delays? Mm -hmm. Based on a 72-page internal DA paper obtained by the Business Mirror, which reviewed the RTL law implementation 18 months after it was enacted, explained that the RSEP mechanization component was delayed quote, due to the complicated and cumbersome procurement process as well as the need to address failures in the past on the provision of public funds for machinery. Close quote. Filmex Badwa said the program was delayed since the fund was only given to them in the latter part of the third quarter of 2019. He explained that Filmex cannot conduct any activities related to our submechanization component until the funds are with them. Badwa added, they cannot use budget appropriated for other activities in advance for RCEP-related uh, activities because they could be flagged by government auditors. And upon receiving the funds in the latter part of 2019, Filmex still had to identify and validate the initial beneficiaries of the program to ensure that they comply with the guidelines set by the government, like having a minimum 50 hectares of cumulative land, at least 100 hectares of nearby serviceable areas, a shed or a place to keep the machineries properly and their willingness to be trained. What happened to the funds? Mm -hmm. The 5 billion peso uh, fund for the asset migration component in 2019 was carried over to 2020 with initial distribution of machineries only happening last June despite promises that they would be completed as early as this first quarter of last year. The DA paper, again, obtained by the Business Mirror, 
showed that from January to July of last year, the Filmec was only able to utilize 1.6 billion pesos out of the 5 billion pesos of the 2019 funds. A separate data provided by the Filmec to us showed that as of December 6 of 2020, the agency has only been able to deliver only a fourth, 25%, about 2,077 farm machinery of the 7,912 target units for the 2019 fund. As for the 2020 funds, the agency was only to able to deliver 308 units, which is only about 3.85% of the almost 8,000 units they aim to distribute for the second year of the mechanization program. Again, based on the documents provided by Filmec, there are about 1,700 FCAs and LGUs included in the final list of beneficiaries for the 2019 fund and about 2,081 beneficiaries for the 2020 fund. The FCAs and LGUs are from 947 municipalities in 57 rice-producing provinces. Again, what happened to the money? Mm -hmm. In our last interview with Filmec, uh, they told us that 6.1 billion pesos out of the 10 billion pesos combined 2019-2020 funds have been awarded and obligated. The business mayor was also told that 2 billion pesos are ready for award and undergoing processes for notice of awards, contracts, and notice to proceed to winning bidders. The agency added that about 1.9 billion pesos of its accumulated savings from the complete biddings are scheduled for new procurement. Mr. Badwa explained that the deliveries for the 2019-funded and 2020-funded machines were extended due to logistical concerns and bottlenecks caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, such as lockdowns in source countries like China, where some equipment were being imported. He added that failed biddings were also a factor since the timeline for distribution would be moved later due to rebidding. A bidding usually takes about 120 days to be completed, including the deliveries of the machines to the beneficiaries. Badwa, who is also part of the Filmex Bids and Awards Committee, said they divided the bidding into lots specific to provinces, regions, or island regions as farmers in each area have varying machine specification requirements. He explained that some of the reasons for failed bidding are lower approved budget for contract than the market price being claimed by, breeder, by bidders and suppliers as well as lack of distributors in certain regions like in Visayas and Mindanao. Essentially, Filmex Badwa is saying there's a problem in the supply chain. Uh, yes, since since the program requires specific types of machines to cater to the needs of the FCA and LG beneficiaries, there are times that there are only one or two suppliers of the equipment and wars, they have limited logistical capacity. Due to this, suppliers are forced to enter into joint ventures, for example, Luzon suppliers partnering with Mindanao distributors to be able to win contracts for the program to move forward. Let's go back to Montemayor's criticism that past programs lacked an evaluation system. Mm -hmm. Badwa said they have put in place a monitoring and evaluation system to ensure that the mistakes of the past would not be repeated and the goals of the programs would be achieved. Badwa said they conduct monthly assessment and mid-year review of the per performances of all the beneficiaries to determine how the machines improve their productivity, such as reduction in production costs, higher yield, and additional profit. He also pointed out that they are strict in monitoring the management of the machines 
he noted that uh, EMOA, a memorandum of agreement between the beneficiaries and Filmec, gives the FCA's and LGUs the duty to take care of machines and see to the it that their members are benefiting from the equipment. How so? Mm-hmm. For one, uh, under the MOA, farmers, government beneficiaries should be able to avail of lower service fees with everyone having access to the service of the machines. Badwa said they're also monitoring if there are unscrupulous beneficiaries who would just sell the machines. He said they require the beneficiaries to submit reports every six months while Filmec conducts on the spot uh, unannounced inspection to see the status of the machines on the ground. If the beneficiaries of the program would not be able to show satisfactory performance in the use of machines, then the Filmec has the right to reprimand them and, and eventually confiscate the machines. The confiscated machines would then be res- distributed to more deserving applicants or beneficiaries. Filmex said they receive about 6,000 applications to be beneficiaries of the program. On the other hand, beneficiaries with exemplary for performance would be able to request new machinery again from the Filmex to complete the set or package of equipment that they need to mechanize their whole production process from planting to milling. What are the other expected benefits in the modernization program? Uh, mechanic, mechanizing the country's rice farmers would mean lower wastage at the production level, hence increasing domestic supply of rice. At present, about 16.47% of total palay output are annually lost at the post-harvest level. This is broken down into harvesting at 2.03%, piling 0.08%, threshing 2.18%, drying 5.86%, milling 5.52%, and storage at 0.8%. Based on the business mirror's computations, the country loses at least 3 million metric tons. That's about 3 billion kilograms of palay annually due to post-harvest losses, which could already feed about 19 million Filipinos. The country's post-harvest losses has been declining since the 1970s as more Filipinos gained access to farm equipment. Uh, but Mr. Carlito Balingbing of the International Rice Institute, or IRI, noted that the ARSA program would, if implemented properly and succeeds, it would bring a bigger, or bigger reduction in the post-harvest losses of farmers. The government's target of reducing post-harvest losses by 2% to 3% would mean an additional production volume for farmers of about 80 kilograms to 120 kilograms from the current average of 4,000 kilograms per hectare. This could easily translate to an additional income of 1,280 pesos per hectare to uh, almost 2,000 pesos per hectare at a 16 peso per kilogram average palay price basis. And the distribution of the large-scale farm machinery to FCAs will also help them transform into entrepreneurs since they can now become service providers to farmers who need access to farm machinery. Is that what's happening to Velasco and his cooperative? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, they used to pay 3,500 pesos per hectare to private service providers, but now they only pay 2,800 pesos per hectare to their cooperative for the service of four-wheel tractor. Furthermore, members of the cooperatives can pay the service fee after harvest or when they have money already to pay. They only need to provide diesel or shoulder the cost of the diesel to 
to avail the services and paid the remainder of the fees afterwards, according to Belasco. And since they got their machinery of their own now, they now offer services to nearby barangays at the same market price of 3,500 uh, 3, pesos per hectare. Velasco said they have earned an additional 50,000 pesos at least from the service fees they earned from the from their four-wheel tractor services. He told the Business Mirror that they use this to cover the cost to maintain and, op and operate the combined harvester. In turn, the fees they have collected from the service charges of using the combined harvester have provided their cooperative with an additional profit of 150,000 pesos. Velasco also said the machinery also increased their yield by about 15 cabans per hectare, which translated to an additional profit of about 12,750 pesos per hectare. And he's hopeful that they would be given another set of machinery this year. This time, they need dryers and millers that would mechanize their whole production process. He said if they will be given these additional machines, they will now be able to sell directly rice to consumers within their vicinity. This, Mr. Velasco said, will provide them higher income as it would remove the presence of traders in the value chain. What are the expected moves of government in line with the modernization initiative? Mm -hmm. Well, Mr. Badua assured the beneficiaries of the program that the remaining units spending under the 2019 funds would be distributed before 2020 and ended. However, they have not yet completed it. Uh, while the delivery of the 2020 funded machines would be completed by the first quarter of 2021. And if there would not be any more logistical concerns due to COVID-19, the implementation of the 2021 RZ Mechanization Fund would be completed within the year, Mr. Badwa said. Uh, Badwa also added that they already have the recipients for 2021 and that the Filmec uh, has already validated these recipients. Uh, another project in the pipeline for Filmec is fabrication. Uh, Filmec Executive Director Baldwin Alorina Jr. said one of the goals of the agency at the end of the RSA program is to be able to locally fabricate all imported rice farm machinery. Under the RTL law, the procurement of the required machinery should give priority to local manufacturers to help the domestic industry over imported ones. Alorina said there are certain farm equipment and machinery such as four-wheel tractors and some combined harvesters that remain unavailable locally. This hence requires importation. However, Halorina pointed out that only 28% of all the farm machineries being distributed by Filmec are imported, with the bulk of the volume being manufactured uh, locally. Badwa said locally fabricating the imported machinery would help boost the local manufacturing sector, provide employment to Filipinos, and generate additional income for the government due to taxes paid for imported materials. However, Mr. Balimbing, IRI Senior Associate Scientist for Mechanization Post Harvest, said, <coughs> Excuse me. Fabricating locally the imported farm machinery may take more than five years since the country's lack, lacks major parts needed to manufacture them. Furthermore, this equipment, like the four-wheel tractors, have complicated parts. Hopefully, Filmec and the Department of Agriculture deliver on these promises. And with that, we thank Jasper Emanuel Arcalas, a Business Mirror reporter, for providing us again with another insightful story on farming. Thank you very much, Sir Dennis, for having me today. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.